It's a privilege to be here for the second service of Westbrook. Um, what I know is that this is a good service because you guys are more alive, you're awake, um, you're ready to hear from God's Word, amen? And if you're visiting us today, we want to welcome you to Westbrook. Our vision is to help people know Christ fully and make Him known. My name is Jonathan Alarcón. I'm currently the pastor of the Gente Unida congregation that meets in this place every Sunday at 1.45 for bilingual services. You're invited to join us. I would love to see you um, anytime to experience church in English and Spanish happening all at the same time. So please bring your Spanish-speaking friends to hear the message of the gospel being preached in the language of heaven. I mean, in their native language. <laughs> yeah. Español. Many of you know that I was on sabbatical in the month of May. And I would like to take this opportunity to thank those of you who prayed for me during that time. Especially, I want to thank our senior pastor, Mott Mitchell. Yes, give him a big applause. All right. He's awesome. I want to thank him for giving me the opportunity to take this break and use it as a time of spiritual retreat. It was a time to hear from God and to grow in my relationship with him. So thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Um, let me tell you that I believe that God has great things in store for this church. He wants to use us, the staff, and he wants to use you, the church, to reach souls for his, for his kingdom and to restore the brokenhearted. For this reason, it's crucial that we learn how to lift each other up, how to encourage one another, and help each other when life gets difficult. Because that's the type of community that God intended for us. So I'm going to invite you to please open your Bibles in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. And now I'm going to ask you to please stand with me for the reading of the scripture. And we're going to read in, from Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. It says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if you lay down together, they will keep warm. But how, can one keep, but how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Please bow your heads and close your eyes. Let's pray together. Father, Heavenly Father, I want to pray for each person here. I want to pray for the single mom and the challenges that she's facing right now. Please give her peace. I want to pray for the dad or mom facing struggles at work. Please give him, give her wisdom. I also want to pray for our students. You know, you know every one of their thoughts and worries. I pray that you show your love to them. I also want to pray for the sick. You know their pain. Bring them healing, Father. 
Lord, we pray that your word speaks to us today. We give you the freedom to shape our lives and transform our hearts so that we may become more and more like you. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. In the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, we learn that God created us in his image. One of the aspects of God's uh, nature is community. In the Garden of Eden, God saw man alone, and he said that it was not good for him to be alone. Here in Westbrook, we also believe that it is not good to do life alone. We believe that life transformation always happens in the context of community. When Jesus invited his disciples to follow him, he did not invite them to be part of an education course. But he invited them to follow him because he wanted to build his church. And this church was going to be built on the foundation of having a transforming relationship with him and with each other. I also believe that when Jesus invites us to follow him and become his disciples, he's not only inviting us to enter into a growing relationship with him, but he's also inviting us to enter into a growing relationship with one another. We're in this sermon series titled, This Is Us. Last week, Pastor Caleb shared our first message in the series. And he talked about the calling of God to every believer to be part of the family of God. And he also, he also challenged us to treat this place as a family instead of a building that you just attend. Today I want to challenge you to take a step further and not just be part of this family, but to participate passionately in the life of this family with love, with prayer, and support when life gets difficult in the life of other people. Because the truth is that we need each other. I'm going to ask you to please turn to the person next to you. And I know, I know that you introverts are thinking, Pastor, don't make me do this, please. But this is going to be good, trust me. Turn to the person next to you and say, uh, you need me. You see, this service is more alive now I want you to say to that person I need you the truth is that we need each other and our main idea today is God wants to wants his church to be a community where people lift each other up and encourage one another when life gets difficult. Let me read it again. Let me say it again. God wants his church to be a community where people lift each other up and encourage one another when life gets difficult. Because we all have been there. 
it's going to happen. And maybe that's you right now. There are times when life gets difficult for each and every one of us. It's not possible to live a problem-free type of life. Each and every Sunday, people come to church hoping for someone to take the time to hear them out, to pray for them, and to just love on them. We need to know that God wants His church to be a community where people lift each other up and encourage one another. Because the truth is that we need each other. Part of the reason Jesus wants us to live in community is because He wants us to hold each other in our trials and to lift each other when, life's, when life is challenging and difficult. I believe that God wants us to be aware right now that there's people around us who need our support. And there's people outside of the four walls of our church that need to be involved in a community like ours. Have you ever received help and support in difficult times? It makes an impact. It makes a difference in your life. I could give you plenty of examples of how our church has been there for my family and I in difficult times. The prayers in times of need have made a huge difference in us. One of those times happened seven years ago when my wife was nine months pregnant. And in our last visit to see her doctor, they couldn't find our baby's heartbeat. We were in shock. We didn't know what to do. All I did was just ask for prayer. I sent a text message to Pastor Mont, and it was difficult. So from the doctor's office, we were sent directly to the hospital, and members of our church family were right there waiting for us at the hospital before we arrived. Others prayed for us. Many of you prayed for us. Others sent us text messages and supported us and walked with us in the darkest time of our lives. And you know, that made a difference. That made a difference. If it weren't for the support and the love that we received from our church family, I promise you that we wouldn't be here today. Because the truth is that we need each other. We really do. And for that reason, when things get difficult, the Bible challenges us to not give up, to lift each other up, to encourage one another, and goes to the point to say, fight for your family. In other words, family must become a priority in our lives. God wants to make our family a priority. Say with me, priority. There you go. You pronounce it well. The dictionary defines priority as something that is regarded as more important than another, which means that when you make something a priority, 
you're putting that thing into a category of higher importance. And I believe that that's what's got that's exactly what God is challenging us to do today. He wants us to not only say that we care about our family, but to fight for our family. And that's actually the instruction that the prophet Nehemiah gave to the people of Israel when they were rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. This is what he said to them in Nehemiah chapter 4, 14. He said, remember the Lord who is great and awesome. How many of you can say Amen. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And then he instructed them and he said, and fight for your families. Your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. The idea behind this concept is that families hold each other. So I'm here to tell you in the middle of our series that your family is worth fighting for regardless of how dysfunctional it might be. I'm talking about both your biological family and your church family. Families are so important to God that He wants to build His church around the idea of all of us being part of a family. And He wants us to fight for that family. To fight against our busy schedules. To fight against our selfish priorities. And be present, be there to lift each other up and encourage one another when life gets difficult. God wants to challenge us today to open our eyes to the needs of others around us. Because it's most likely that there's people around you right now that need your support. Jesus set the example for us. He gave his life for his church and he wants us to follow his steps. And I believe that God is calling his church to do it because if the church family is not lifting each other up and encouraging one another and praying for one another, who else is going to do it? No one else will. And then the members of our family, if that doesn't happen, they will continue to go alone. And you know what? God never intended for his children to live life alone. Never. That's why the passage that we read in this scripture in the beginning of this uh, message in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 10, says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. Pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. You know, part of God's amazing plan for redemption for humanity is that he wants to use you. He wants to use you to lift your brothers and sisters. Say to the person next to you, God wants to use you. God wants to use you. So how do we do it? How do we fight for our families? The book of Luke chapter 5 in the New Testament uh, gives us a powerful example of what it means to lift each other up and encourage one another when life gets difficult. In this passage, we find the story of a paralyzed man and his friends. 
This story is an example of what it means to fight for those in your family, risking everything for the people you love in the same way that Jesus laid down his life for us. And we can learn three life lessons from an unusual story. Say with me, three lessons. The story of this paralyzed man and his friends, which we find in Luke chapter 5, verses 17 through 18, says this. One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. So lesson number one, the idea here is that we need to walk with others. We need to walk with others. The Bible often refers to our spiritual life as our walk we are to walk in the light we are to walk in obedience we are to walk in the holy spirit to walk as jesus walked etc etc but why that's because life is a journey life is a journey and we need each other as we go through that journey as an example that many of you will be able to relate to, when one wants to start a health journey in the beginning of the year, 2018, you say, hey, I want to be healthy. And you want to get more active through exercise. You will be more likely to succeed if you have a fitness partner to walk with you, to run with you, to exercise with you, and even Zumba with you than if you do it alone. Having someone next to us keeps us from giving up. When other people are walking with you, they keep you going. There's an old African proverb that says, when you run alone, you run fast. But when you run together, you run far. The same goes to our spiritual life. We need to walk with others. Sometimes we will be carrying others. And other times, listen to this, you will be the one to be carried by others. In this passage, we see that example. Jesus is teaching to the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, and there's just a lot of commotion there's a lot of people gathering and not too far from there was a man who was paralyzed and he couldn't come to see Jesus imagine this man he had heard about Jesus he knew that Jesus had the power to heal him and he knew that Jesus was in town he wasn't too far from him but he couldn't get up and walk to him. Could you imagine how frustrating that could be? So the passage says that his friends 
saw him. They saw the hope in his eyes. They did have hope. And they carried him because they wanted to bring him to Jesus. This shows me that they loved this man and that they wanted this man to be healed to the point that they would do whatever it took to bring him close to Jesus. So they decided to walk with him because they understood that in order for him to be healed, he needed to be brought before Jesus. So I have a question for you. Have you ever had someone come up to you to tell you that he or she had been praying for you? When you hear someone tell you, I'm praying for you, what does that cause in your heart? When someone tells you that they're praying for you, it means that they're doing the same thing that these friends did to the paralyzed man. It means that they're taking you before Jesus. It means that they love you, that they care about you, that they want to see you healed, and that's why they're praying for you. So thank God, thank God for those who pray for you. The best way that you can show that you care about someone is by praying for them. You walk with others through prayer. And I want to encourage you to be that person who genuinely cares about others and brings them before Jesus through prayer. Your family, your loved ones, people in your job, your neighbors. That's what we're called to do for each other. And I love this passage because it tells us that the best thing that we can do to help our family in times of need, in times of sickness, in times of hardship, discouragement, and pain is to bring them before Jesus through prayer. And let me remind you that we have an opportunity to spend time in prayer this Friday night in our worship and prayer night at 7 p.m., right here let's keep reading Luke chapter 5 verse 19 when they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd they went up to, on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus Lesson number two, we need to work with others. We need to work with others. Imagine that. Jesus is having a teaching moment with a lot of people, just kind of like what's happening today. And then there's noise on the roof and something happening. I mean, there's so much going on, so many distractions, and then people are like, what's going on? So then they removed the tiles and they lowered this man right in front of Jesus. The paralyzed man was able to overcome his first obstacle, his own paralysis, because his friends carried him. But now he was facing his second uh, obstacle, which was the crowd. You know, they could have said, uh, this is not the time, there's a lot of people, it'll be, be better if we try tomorrow. But their attitude shows me that they were willing to do whatever it took to bring his friend to Jesus. That was a priority for them. I'm sure that uh, those friends put it in their phones as a reminder. 
tomorrow morning, as the first thing I'm going to do when I wake up, I'm just going to pray for my brother who is paralyzed. And their attitude shows me that they were willing to do whatever it took to bring his friend to Jesus. They couldn't find a way in through the door, so they decided to make a way through the roof. So they got up there and started to make noise by removing the tiles, and then they lowered the mat down uh, right in front of Jesus. Just imagine that. This tells me that community is coming together for a good cause. God's plan for community is that we work together for the good of others. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says that God created us to do good works. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 9 says that two people are better than one because they get more done by working together. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10 says, Every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. That's the church. Every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. Who's closest to you in the community of faith? Pray for that person. You never know. You never know sometimes... They need your prayers, your support. Let's keep reading Luke chapter 5, verses 24 through 26. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been laying on, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today so lesson number three is we need to witness with others the friends of the paralyzed man were able to witness the miracle that jesus did in the life of this man this person's life was completely transformed through the power of jesus the passage says that everyone was amazed and gave praise to god and that they were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. And listen to this. I believe that God wants you to see remarkable things today. The Bible says that the Lord Jesus is the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same forever. He is the same today, and he has the same power to heal people today. And I can tell you that there's no greater feeling in life than to pray for the need of someone that you care so much about and that you love and then eventually hear their testimony of God answering that prayer. There's nothing more amazing than that. And God has given us the responsibility, the responsibility to care for the people around us. They shouldn't feel alone in their journey. No one should feel alone in this journey, in this spiritual journey. God wants you to join, to join in what He's doing and be a blessing to your church family. God has a plan for your life. 
and he used to he wants to use your life to lift up your church family and encourage others when life gets difficult say to someone next to you God has a plan for your life God has a plan for your life so our takeaway today is Jesus laid down his life for us so that he could so that we could lay it out lay it all for others Jesus laid down his life for us so that we could lay it all for others please bow your heads and close your eyes and let's pray together Heavenly Father Heavenly Father help us to fight for our families not against our families but to fight for our families help us to fight for our church family the way that you have fought for our souls help us to honor you first and foremost by bringing uh, and, and by loving us and giving your life at the cross thank you Jesus for saving us and I pray for uh, every person here father I want to bless them because they have been a blessing to us the Hentunida congregation they have supported us and they have prayed for us doing this very thing that you're asking us to do and I bless them Lord and I thank you for them and I pray Lord that uh, you allow us to get out of the, uh, the four walls of our church and be a blessing to others in our community and pray for them and to lay down uh, our lives Lord for the well-being of others thank you Jesus for saving us thank you for loving us and we pray that you save our families too in the name of Jesus we pray amen